You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is Aaron's. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Aaron's. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results. Made just for us. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip to the professional-grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girlbomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at Walgreens. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. The 76ers have made a statement to start the second half of the season, and they've done it shorthanded. One thing we can say for sure right here, right now on this podcast, Ben Simmons is not overrated. I think it's volumes when you look at the All-Star game voting returns when you see the fans didn't vote him in but it was the coaches just speaks volumes for the people that actually have to plan for him you don't have to spend too much time talking about this pretty simple why he's not overrated also this past week fans returned to the center and the atmosphere was fantastic as the Sixers continue to show why they're one of the best home teams in the NBA what I miss most about home games it's so loud and it's just beautiful. Like, I can't wait to see the fans back. I'm going to be so happy. Your calls, your DMs, Lauren Rose and I run through them every week right here on Mailbag Monday. Lauren Rosen, we are back from the All-Star break. And not only are we back from the break, the streak is over. This is a merry Mailbag Monday. We are doing a mailbag following a win for the first time in a while. At least two, I think. What an impressive set of games. I have so enjoyed watching these three games, winning each by 22 points or more, I believe. Two without Ben, two without Joel, two on the road, three massive wins. I love it. I love what I've seen. I really, really do. Talk about not skipping a beat. The 76ers, I was looking this up earlier, in their three games since the break, <laughs> they're averaging, well, first of all, like you said, they haven't had both of their all-stars available in the same game, not once, and they won't for a little bit. But they're averaging nearly 130 points on offense, shooting 54.5% from the field, 43.5% from three, over 81% from the line, while outscoring their first three opponents by 83 points combined for a net rating of roughly 26.5, by far and away the best since the break. It's amazing. And again, without their two anchors, yes, they're doing all of this behind really solid stuff from Tobias Harris, exactly what we're used to seeing and what we need from him as a city. When I say we, I mean the city of Philadelphia. 
Um, and the reserves. I mean, what a stretch for Furkan Korkmaz, for Matisse Thibel. My goodness. They've been so good. Tony Bradley stepping up. It's been really fun to watch these last few games. And, and it leads me to believe that this team really might have what it takes if they're able to put stuff together like this against adversity. A very good sign. Amen to that. It is a Mailbag Monday. What do we do? How do we do it? We respond to your voicemails and your DMs or mentions. Getting in touch with us is simple. The pod line, it's always open, 24-7-365-215-403-7637, 215-403-PODS. Put it in your phone, save it. Whenever you have a 76er thought, take question or comment, call us. We will get to it. The voicemail is the preferred way for you to reach us. We love hearing from you in addition to reading from you. You can also get us on Twitter. I'm at Brian Seltzer. And then on Instagram, I'm at Seltzer Sixer Snaps. Lauren is very easy and efficient. Lauren M. Rosen on both platforms. Hit us up with whatever thought inquiry you may have. So the two themes, Lauren, I wanted to set for this week's mailbag is number one, your thoughts about fans being back in the arena. Maybe you went, maybe you're going, you have a ticket lined up for this homestand. Great. What have you missed the most about not being at a game in over a year? And then the other question was, uh, <laughs> tell us why you think Ben Simmons is not an overrated basketball player. Is that a fair Fair two questions for the week? No doubt. No doubt. So I don't usually do this. I think you know me well enough by now. You out there, the listener, probably knows me well enough. I'm not usually one to get on a soapbox. I don't give many takes. I don't rant or ramble. I'm just going to say this. Hopefully I can do it in just a few minutes. And I'm sorry, Lauren. I'm just I'm going to hog some mic time here. Do it. I'm ready. <laughs> so Justin Kutcher, I actually met him about 10 years ago. When I was doing games on the radio for Penn, I worked for the University of Pennsylvania before the Sixers. I called games for basketball and football, and Justin was working for some TV outlet, and he called a couple of Penn games, and I had the chance to meet him, talk with him, super helpful, really nice, just seemed like a genuine good dude. So fast forward 10 years later, here we are, didn't stay in touch with him, kind of followed his career, clearly has done some great stuff. But I think this is a situation, and the reason why it frustrated me, and it still frustrates me so much, is that it's a presumption of power or authority with a position of stature. So if I unpack that just a little bit, there's only 30 NBA TV announcing jobs, calling games in the entire league. Justin's got one. Awesome. Great resume, credentials to back it up. But just because you are in a position like that, does not necessarily mean you have the authority to speak about things and make bold, <laughs> reckless claims. And I think, listen, you've been in the NBA now for three years. I've been doing this for uh, almost 10 years now. And I think we would never, either of us, say we're X and O experts or anything like that. Um, but we talk to enough people, we hear enough things to be able to inform our opinions, to try and give responsible, fact-based statements and opinions when we're pushing content out there. I, I just can't imagine, quite frankly, that anyone in the league talking about players, coaches, executives, would go on record or even off record and suggest that Ben Simmons is one of the most overrated players in the league. I mean, look at how some of the players, Ben's peers, responded on social media when they saw that clip of Justin saying what he said during the game. Thinking back to what Doc Rivers told the media about how when he went to make phone calls on behalf of Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris 
for all-star reserve spots. The coaches around the rest of the league, they, they laughed Doc off the phone because they were like, what are you calling us about Ben for? Of course he's an all-star. He's that good. So that brings me back to this. What could that statement that Justin made have been based on other than just reckless, baseless opinions or views, something that he wanted to throw out there? And that, I think, is irresponsible, and that is perhaps abusing a bit of the influence um, and uh, reach that his platform has. And that, for me, was the point of frustration. I'm with you, Seltz. When I listened to the clip, I was confused and immediately thought that this is just someone who hasn't been watching Ben over the last couple of years, who hasn't looked at the stats. I could be wrong. I don't want to assume that someone isn't doing their research, but I just don't think that that's a claim you can make having done your research and having watched the tape. If anything, I believe Ben Simmons to be underrated. The only maybe, maybe redeemable part of what he said was that Ben takes attention away from Tobias, but even that I'm not sold on because I hate the narrative of disparaging someone to to put someone else up. Ben and Tobias have both been all-stars this year. It is not mutually, it is not exclusive to, to one or the other. The fact that the the thesis or the his closing point was that it takes away too much attention from Tobias Harris. Okay, maybe he's saying something nice about Tobias in there, but I don't like the way that he got there. I believe them both to be all-stars. And to be honest, I believe them both to be underrated. Period. That's how I feel. I like that. Taking the opposite rate. You're going under instead of over, which I would agree with. Look, and this isn't meant to be some rant about whether or not play-by-play announcers are qualified to make statements evaluating the talents and abilities and skills of players. Not in the least. I mean, listen, let's take Tom McGinnis, for example. Tom's been in the NBA for over 25 years. <laughs> he knows the game. He's seen it. He's talked to people. Sure, if Tom's going to say something about a guy, uh, give an opinion or a stance on a player, great. All for it. It's rooted in something. Same goes for Mark Zumoff. If Mark says on the broadcast, well, I think so-and-so about this player from that team, are you going to listen to it and should you put credence into it? Of course. Mark's been in the league for, like Tom, nearly three decades. But I think that's part of the problem here. Justin's been in the NBA calling games in the league for not even four months. And that's not to say he can't do a great job saying that, hey, this guy made that shot or missed that shot. But that's only part of the gig. When you have a platform like that, that has such a reach and influence and people presume you to be an authority, you just got to be more responsible than that. I think anyone who follows this game, follows this league, understands how good Ben Simmons is. Um, I know Greg Popovich doesn't know much, and he hasn't done much in his career, uh, but I kind of like what Greg Popovich had to say about Ben Simmons. I did as well. I liked that everyone has sort of sounded off, and, and when they've done so, they've, they've come to the same conclusion that Ben not, in fact, overrated. I also, in general, Celts, and, and it just rubbed me this way, I don't like opinions presented as facts. I think it happens a lot in our industry, and it's fine if that's how you want to present your opinions. But when you mentioned Mark Zumoff, you mentioned Tom McGinnis. When they present opinions, it's very clear that they're opinions, and they, they're not trying to present opinion as fact. And that's just something that I try to look out for. Not that anyone wants to know what my tricks to the trade are, but I, but I don't like when people present opinion as fact, especially 
when the opinion, like this one, was wrong. <laughs> yes. And you know what? Justin on social media, he doubled down on his statement. Good for him. But I was also pleased to see that if people had counter thoughts on that, people have engaged with his account um, and certainly made known what their uh, opinions and thoughts about his take was, not the least of which Ben Simmons on his Instagram story. So that's I apologize, Lauren. I apologize for hogging the mic. I apologize to you listeners out there for going on that rant. I just felt I had to do it. All due respect to Justin. He was a great guy. I, I have nothing against him personally. I'm just reacting to a statement that was made. It happens to be a person that I met once or twice. No ill will. But I just I felt I had to do it. I'll add that as well. No ill will. It's a tough job play-by-play play, covering this league. It's not easy to do. Got to give a little bit of leeway maybe for some types of takes. This one just not a great one. But wish him the best and, and hope that he improves his takes. At the end of the day, Mailbag Money is about you, the populace, out there. So let's get to it right now. You have one new message. At jaw 5982 on Twitter. Ben Simmons is not close to overrated. He is the best defender in the NBA, guards one through five, even though he does not shoot anything outside the paint. He rebounds for Till States and gets 16 points per game. His role can become a bit bigger now with him beat out. Go Sixers. Hashtag here they come. I'm with it. The guards one through five thing is an underrated plot line. Who else in the league can as successfully guard one through five as a guy like Ben Simmons? That is so hard to do. He's a big guy who can absolutely put the clamps on little guys. And he's a big guy who can fight up in the post against big guys. Nobody else in this league does that. Certainly not the way that Ben does it. Guards one through five maybe best defender in the league, great teammate, makes his teammates better, appreciated by his teammates. The list goes on. I'll save you from the rest of it. <laughs> I'm going to call for a vibe check here. Ben Simmons vibes in that game on Sunday against the Spurs. Honestly, I don't think I've seen anything like that from him in the time that he's been with the team. He was, you know, looking up to the crowd, playing to the crowd the whole time. Maybe it was easier because there were fewer fans in attendance, but just his his energy in that game was tremendous. Well, Ben has been training a lot with Dwight Howard, and there are some good things he can learn from Dwight Howard. Maybe one of them is showmanship because both of them were so excited to see the fans. They were doing it all. They were showing off. It was cool to see Ben engage with this group. It's clear that he missed them. He's been a little bit more demonstrative this season, in my opinion. And it was cool to see him be demonstrative, be expressive, be emotional, and have fans like feed into it. And then Ben kept hyping it up, and the fans kept hyping him up. It was really cool to see. It's, it's reminding me now of all the conversations we've had about how excited we are for things to start going back to normal. And while last night's game, by no means, it did not feel normal to me, but there were little moments where I don't know if I appreciated an interaction between a player and the fans in the room enough in the past. It was cool to not take that type of thing for granted. It was cool to watch. Ben loved it. The crowd loved it. I loved it. It was really cool. To the pod line, we go. You have one new message. Ben Simmons is not one of the most overrated players in the NBA. He is not one of the most overrated players in the NBA. Because if he was, he would not be winning actual awards that actually have meaning. And he would not be averaging 16, 8, and 8. And he would not be averaging 21, 7, and 7 for the month of February. He would just like to look at box score numbers. 
and just be like, oh, Ben Simmons hasn't improved since he got into the NBA. Ben Simmons is 24 years old and he's made all NBA third team and all NBA defensive first team. That is incredible. And he's only stepped his defense up this season. He's locking everybody down. And he's improving his scoring game. They have 42 against the defensive player of the year. That's incredible. So I know he's going to step it up and beat out. And everybody's just going to see, oh, maybe Ben Simmons is not one of the most overrated players in the NBA. He's incredible. Rack that call. That was tremendous. We were getting stats spat at us left and right. And I think, too, Ben is going to step it up with Joel out. I think he's shown that in the past. I was like reading a resume, and I was impressed. I would hire the person with that resume to play basketball in any setting. Not, not, not overrated. I agree. The awards don't tell the whole story. They never do. But when you're getting them at the rate that Ben Simmons is getting them, at the age that Ben Simmons is, incredible stuff. The best is yet to come from Ben, especially if this year is any indication. He's gotten better on a lot of levels. And I'm very excited to see how the resume continues to fill itself out over the next few years. Yeah, pretty much since February, Ben off the charts his last 15 games, 19.5 points, nearly 63% shooting, almost 70% from the line, seven boards, 7.5 assists, and 1.5 steals per game with three double-doubles. You love to see it. You have one new message. The other question we asked this week, especially on the Sixers at Sixers Instagram story sticker, which you can look for every either Saturday or Sunday going into our next Mailbag Monday, is what are you most looking forward to about being back at the center? Should you be fortunate enough to go to a game? Alana Robbins says, stoked to be part of why the team has the biggest home court advantage in the league with the angry, snorting emoji face. Lauren, the game on Sunday makes the Sixers now 46-5 and at the center in games played in South Philly since the start of the 2019-20 season notable that one of those five they had seven players like I don't even know if we should really be counting that right anyway so cool to have those fans back I I can't say it enough I remain cautious about the safety I want to make sure that I'm promoting mask wearing and promoting distancing when we talk about fans on this show but it was so great to see them back even in a limited capacity they made such a difference the guys said it after the game Doc Rivers said it after the game It was really, really cool to have them there. And even though their number was smaller than usual, maybe they were mightier than usual. It was a really cool feeling. We asked on Instagram, what are you most looking forward to about coming back to the center? KCAM71 says, Chicky and Pete's. (laughs) C. Franco1229 says, flying back from Miami for one, it's been so long. Love that loyalty. I love it as well. There's so many things that make these types of moments special to people. So whether that's Chickies and Pete's or who you go with or what time of year you go, there are so many emotional associations to seeing games in person. And I think especially now, like we've already said on this pod, you're going to start to appreciate things that you used to take for granted a little more. And that sense of just sheer joy, happy to be there was on everybody's face last night. And, And that was really cool. Only one dot Joseph three. Oh God, I don't know. Everything. That's what I'm looking forward to about being back. Looking forward to everything. I would agree. Tierney Morrison says, welcoming Tyrese Maxey to Philly. Last night he got a great ovation against the Spurs, coinciding with a frosty freeze-out possibility. What a great set of circumstances for the man featured in our latest Here They Come, presented by Geico Video Series, Tyrese Maxey, to get out on the floor in front of fans. I think they really do love him, and uh, it was nice to see that against the Spurs. It was cool, and Tyrese was robbed of the traditional 
first intro to the fans' experience that we've seen other rookies get over the last few years. Philadelphia is thrilled to have Tyrese Maxey as part of the family, and it was cool for Tyrese to have the opportunity to feel that in a very sensory way. People were so excited to see Tyrese and the other rookies that got to join the fun last night. We actually got the submission before the game on Sunday was played. Diehard Philly told us on IGS, what is he looking most forward to about coming back to games? Channing, I thought this was ironic, ref, you suck. That did happen at the end of the first half. They, <laughs> hey, the fans did not miss a beat. They were back and better than ever. They remembered all their, they were up to their old tricks in the best way. It was great. It was really nice. And it was also great to hear some of the players just shout out the fans after the game and compare it to how the energy was at such a higher level at the center compared to other atmospheres on the road. How about this one, Lauren? The last one from our Instagram submissions. Bree Hornberger says, I'm looking forward to going to my first game with my best friend who made me a fan during the bubble. I love that. New fans. There are people, there's, there are Sixers fans with new children that they didn't have last time they were at games. We're going to see some new baby and toddler Sixer fans in the coming weeks and months. And I'm very excited to welcome that submission and everybody else into the family. All right, let's switch over to our Twitter mentions. At Medina GRN 609NJ says, and this was in response to Tobias Harris's remarks about not making the all-star game bro you got game we all know you're nice stay hungry stay tenacious get it done when you're on the floor come playoff time you will wreak havoc on the opposition so that was in response to a tweet that lauren you and i put out there about tobias harris him summing up his thoughts on not making the all-star game he said he was disappointed but essentially and this was part of the quote that he's going to put a a bounty on the heads of the coaches and media members who did not show him enough respect in his mind and he's played like it so far i love that attitude and it's nice to hear the fans supporting him as well well Seltz, you're the one that point has pointed out this statistic all along but since tobias was not officially not named to the all-star team the sixers have not lost a game and that's independent of personnel opponent home road they have not lost a game and that is worth something Tobias Harris has always been motivated. He's always been driven. He's always brought the utmost professionalism and class to his job. And now he's bringing a little more edge, a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, something to prove. He's taking names, and I'm okay with it. I promote it. I am happy for him. I love seeing him succeed this way. And hopefully, as Doc Rivers has suggested, as you have suggested, Seltz, as he has suggested, this could all turn into an all-star bid the next time they're available. You know what else I really like, too? One of his former coaches down in Orlando, Stan the Man, Stan Van Gundy. A great Twitter follow, if you do not already. Shouting out Tobias as well, saying that Tobias, no doubt about it, an all-star. And he represents everything that's right about the NBA. Professional, working to get better as a person. Great teammate, cares about people. I thought that was nice. I am with it as well. Always good to see respected figures offer takes that are similar to ourselves, but offer offer any positive reinforcement for guys that are no longer necessarily parts of their day-to-day lives. Stan doesn't have to say any of that. You know, he means it because he doesn't have to say any of that. I liked, I liked seeing that endorsement as well. All right, one more to pull from the mailbag for this week. You have one new message. 
at MS Sports with a Z, 215 says, do we still need an insurance policy to make a move by the trade deadline for one more player? Question mark. Hopefully not breaking up too much of the second unit or bench players. I don't know, maybe offering up some future draft picks and money to sure up the quest to win the title this season. Listen, I think that I always think that Daryl Morey speaks true words, but I forget where it was. I don't know if it was on Twitter or in an article. Maybe I'm wrong, Lauren. You can check me on this. But didn't he say he hopes that people focus on the team and the players the Sixers have now rather on what they could get as we draw closer and closer to March 25th. And listen, I I think the bench, right or wrong, they are playing like a group where no one wants to leave this team right now. (laughs) Since the All-Star break, they've been amazing. For sure. And it's been really interesting to hear from the the high-up folks from Daryl Morey, from Doc Rivers. It's, It's dangerous to disrupt the vibes. And the vibes have never been better. These guys really get along. They support each other. They're enjoying their time together. And they're winning. What else can you ask for? I understand a reluctance to make a move when things are going well. How many times do we, have we heard the cliche saying, if it's not broken, don't fix it. This is a team that's working really well together. And honestly, maybe you're right. Maybe they were playing like a group of guys that didn't want to be moved. And if they're doing that, it's because they don't want to be moved. It's proof that they're enjoying each other, that they're enjoying this team, that they're enjoying this run. I don't know what else you could ask for at this point in this specifically difficult season. Let me tell you, if there's a Twitter follow that you don't have out there, you got to get on at Sixer Stats. Quite the engaging account this year. I'll tell you, there's been an evolution of engagement in at Sixer Stats this year. More personality, not just numbers. Love what they're doing. But this number, Sixers Bench has scored at least 55 points in each of the last three games. It's just the second time since Bench Stats were first tracked in 1970-71 that the Sixers Bench has pieced together such a streak. The only other time was in the middle of March, 1978. Great stuff I'm with from it. the bench. Great stuff from the bench. We believed in them all along, Celts, I have to say. Of course we did. Yes, <laughs> never a doubt. All right, thank you mailbag participants and those of you who submitted and before we go Lauren I'm just going to apologize one more time for that rant and rave at the beginning of the podcast I just I had to get it out of my system I tried to flush it away ever since it happened I had three or four days to do it look Seltz he used his platform and now you've used yours I don't think there's anything wrong with that and I'll say this these are my opinions they reflect no one but yours truly this might be my last mailbag Monday I don't know stop ditto I'm with you (laughs) All right, thanks to everyone who submitted. Lauren, thank you. We'll do it again Friday with Devon Givens for the Friday Deep Dive. Awesome. Thank you, Seltz. And also on the programming docket this week for the 76ers Podcast Network, we should have the latest episode of Tom's Talks with Tom McGinnis available on Thursday. If you missed the last couple episodes, some great chats. Go back in our back catalog and listen to Tom's interviews with two of the new sharpshooters for the 76ers playing great as of late, Danny Green and Seth Curry. Thanks so much for listening to and participating in Mailbag Monday, and check your DMs. If you are a winner of a swag bag, we will soon be in touch. See you later. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 